Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. This is Megan. And on this episode is something we have been talking about for a while now. Yeah. We've finally come to it, you would say. Yeah. Yeah. Which we are talking about our eh, our technical, our first technical exorcism, you would uh, say? Yeah. Techn- technically. Technically, he wasn't full on possessed. He was oppressed, I think. And he had some dark ties through his family line. So. Which, in this one, we're going to go into that because it's technically our haunted update in the journalization of this episode. Also, a little bit in um, how energy works and stuff like that because that's kind of where our abilities mm-hmm. align. And I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of the newer abilities that I've been getting because it's a lot of energy based yeah. stuff. But I know most people <clears throat> listening to this episode are going to want to know about. Our first encounter went actually with someone who had a demon. We we say oppressed and not possessed is for those who don't know. I think we had an episode on this way back when on exorcism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But someone who's oppressed is being affected by a demon. A demon has been invited to them, but it's taking time, and a demon takes its time by making sure you're ready for possession by breaking down your will. And when it breaks down your will, it breaks it down in different ways. Majority of the time, it's making you sad, depressed, angry, violently attacking those around you that would bring you out of that stupor, in a sense. Pushing everybody away, just basically breaking you down to your lowest point, which makes you prime picking for possession. And I think that the main difference is I feel in oppression, you're flip-flopping. You're flip-flopping between your regular self and your the demonic self almost when it has control over you and then full on possessions it's it's, it's there yeah there is no flip-flopping it's there yeah and in this case that's what he did a lot of was flip-flopping between himself and the demonic entity that was in him yes because he was he was a tad attachment to him something Mm -hmm. that was tied to him at shit when he was born yeah yeah according to him who we're gonna call d for right now. Yeah. Just not uh, to expose yeah. his name. Just you know, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're called D for now. D, basically, his mother and his grandmother were involved in dark arts. His grandmother, especially because she was actually fully possessed. And she died because of it. Which, through our small amount of investigating and talking to him before the actual exorcism night, as we're mm-hmm. going to call it, we talked to him beforehand. And what made this case troublesome more than anything is that mm-hmm. he was living with two other investigators on our team or our good friends uh, mike and megan he was living with them because yeah. he was good friends with their son and he is technically not say orphan he's 18 so you wouldn't call him you know but he was in and out of foster care yeah and mike megan's place was always a place for him to kind of go when things weren't going right with his foster family and all of that so yeah. so this demon took its time I don't know, exposing itself in a sense, but he lived with he lived with them for I don't know how long. It was before. it it slowly start. Funny enough, we were actually thinking that something was trying to get at Megan, and the more and more we kind of investigated that situation, we she was you know I don't think D's acting right. He's starting to act kind of weird. And then Dee brought up to Mike and Megan about his his past, his his family ties and stuff and stuff that occurred there. And what really kind of shook everything up 
was Mike had done a prayer with him, you know, prayed with him and it turned him into, he started having violent, not violent, it wasn't violent, but really aggressive mood swings. Yeah, because I remember you were saying, I mean, when it comes to everything that happened up until that point, you Mm -hmm. had most connection with Megan. Yeah, yeah. I was, I had talked about, well, because I talked to Megan on a daily basis and, you know, she would say, you know, D. So D, you know, is, is acting weird. He's having random mood swings. He's, even her son started saying he started acting kind of weird. So they did some looking into that on their end asking him more questions explaining to him you know some of the stuff that was done isn't right you know do you feel weird and then it started referring to whatever was inside as it it wants to talk to you it wants to and then Megan and Mike started getting a lot of the offset of what he was having a lot of no matter how much they cleansed they would they both started getting kind of sick repetitively and it basically was they couldn't catch a break they were starting to kind of tiptoe into depression and it was just it was just really bad and because i'm i'm connected to megan we've had past lives together if you guys are into past lives you know how that's connected and so i said me and megan have had past lives together so we're very connected we felt a connection from the very beginning so I knew something was off and then we went a couple about a week without talking to Mike and that was just not normal we would always touch base with each other and then I don't know it just started getting worse and worse to the point where they could not take it anymore and they needed kind of it wasn't something that was just going to go away they had to kind of help have us help them yeah no, because I remember, I think it was after the moment they found out, I think the night after they did the prayer and he found out that it was a demon and he told him. And then I had a voice message, a voice call with Mike through Instagram and he was telling me, yeah, and then he had me talk to for a good while. Had me talk to D, one-on-one mm-hmm. with each other, right? And he's a, he's a good kid, right? He's yeah. young. Yeah. Um, and we talked about little things here and there, but he was very reluctant to talk to me. Yeah. He felt it wasn't, he didn't really want to. And he I, he said that some of the times when he was talking to me that it was giving him messages and it a thought and almost a second person in his head mm-hmm. would tell him something opposite of what he's actually thinking. Mm-hmm. And when I was explaining to him what we need to do to get rid of it, right, mm-hmm. he would get aggravated, yeah. aggravated. Yeah. And I could see the emotion on his face because I was trying to read him as I was I was, I was talking to him. Like, what would I say to piss him off? Am I talking to it? Am I talking to him? I don't know. And Mike, when he came back, and I was talking to Mike and him at the same time, me and Mike were discussing essentially what, what needs to happen and what I'm capable of doing. Right? Yeah, with your abilities. Yeah. yeah. And it it was um, it's very strange talking to it, mm-hmm. right? And it got to a point where I was explaining that I didn't tell him how my ability works, mm-hmm. right? I didn't say anything about it. I just said of what I've done. Mm-hmm. That I pulled entities off the plane before. I've imprisoned them. I've I've taken them. Pla- I basically have taken areas, acres, buildings, blocks of entities and pulled them and taken them off the plane. And I told him you. And I told I, I, I told D, hey, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to it. Yeah, and I told it. It was I told it, and you will be no different 
from when I rip off this plane. And it, he was kind of laughing. And I was like, are you laughing? And it's like, no, it's laughing. It's like, it's saying, you don't know how ancient this thing is or how ancient I am, right? Mm-hmm. And all this other crap, like, it's, it's you're just a mere mortal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which I was, that hasn't stopped me from taking other things. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and that was the last time I actually talked to Mike for weeks. Mm-hmm. And he told us that we would come, we would go, and then something would come up. We couldn't go, and then we'd go again, yeah, and then the a point, car broke down. Yeah, literally the car. Okay, this is the strange thing. So our car would. We were supposed to go. Our car engine light literally came on, right? And we, Isaac took it to AutoZone to get scanned, and it said the same thing that we. It was a prior repair, anyways, yeah. that we had gone and fixed already, and so I took it to the dealership. And they said, oh, well, all you need is an oil change. And I was an oil change. Like, yeah, there's nothing faulty with it. You just uh, ran out of oil. You need an oil change. Sure enough, did the oil change. Car's running fine. So that was weird. Also, to add into my perspective. So when I first met D, when I first met D, I didn't get anything. But that was before Mike had said the prayer. And... I mean, he seemed just a very... I did get chaotic energy, which I'm starting to find out now that that's almost something dark attached. Because I notice when I when I start getting panicky and chaotic energy, that it's normally something darker attached. Anyways, I did get that, and he just kept smiling at me. And I was just, okay... <laughs> You know, but then when Isaac talked to him, I did come in for a little bit and I was kind of talking about my abilities and what I can do and how I could help him in this situation and stuff. And like I said, prior to this episode, I would tell you guys a little bit more about some of the upgrades, I guess you could say, to my abilities that I have now, which is it's crazy. So I've mentioned a couple of times about ruins and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I have brought up that I have a Viking past life as well. So I don't know if that's my pull towards that. But I got very interested in ruins. I actually use protection ruins over... I I use crystals and stuff like that, but I use a lot of protection ruins. And I've always just been, from the very beginning of really starting to dive into my abilities, always been obsessed with ruins. Anyways, so part of my abilities now is... My vision will go blurry, right? And the best way to describe how I see it is, you know, when you take a sparkler at night and you try and you swirl it around and you see light energy, well, the light energy will morph into a ruin. And it's entirely insane because I I don't, I haven't memorized any ruins yet, but other than the basic protection ones, but... I'm seeing these ruins and it's not like I could have made them up in my head. That makes sense. Anyways, so when I talked and at that point we weren't 100% sure if it was his, if it was his lineage. What are you doing? Are you trying to tell me to go? So when I was talking to him, I kept my, my vision went out of focus and it's when you have a contact in goes out of focus. That's the best way to describe it. And I started seeing this ruin and I looked up what the ruin was because I had never, I've never looked, I've never seen the ruin. I just know it's a ruin. And so I looked and it talks about ancestry and inheritance and, and stuff like that and your family line and all of that. And so it was right too when we were talking about 
his family, what they were involved in down the line and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's part of my new ability. And so if I say I see a ruin, that's that's what I'm, I mean. Because it's, it's, it's happening frequently now. Yeah. So, which is, it's really weird because I'm, how do I know this? But up to the point until the night we actually performed the exorcism and essentially... We had no contact with Mike and Maggie. We were getting worried. We were consistently getting told it's fine to worry about us, stuff like yeah. that. And I got frustrated. And the conversations I would have with my spirit guide, with guides, but only one really talks, is that they're in danger. You need to do something. And yeah. I'm getting, I was getting very agitated and angry about the fact that this is living with them and I can't do nothing about it. I mean, the fact that we were, you know, sidelined forever, how long is the car? And they also waiting for a right time to actually perform it and stuff like that. And then things kept happening. Mike would get too sick to do anything. Yeah. It, it, it just, there's a lot of obstacles in the way before it got to mm. that point. Oh, wait. I didn't even say about the remote viewing. That's what I was getting to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And I remember asking you to look in. Can you look in and see how well, they do no. it? Well, what's, no. What started it was a couple of days before I had gotten, because that's another part of my abilities that I'm actually really, really good at. I would put it as one of the top things that I could do is remote view. Hmm. And especially if I've been there before, I can remote view. It's a little sketchy if I haven't been there. If you tell me right now, go look at the Borden house. I don't know if I could, you know what I mean? But if I've at least gone there once, I can remote view. And that's what one of my main abilities was on the f- team that we joined no quarter was that I would remote view into locations that we had cleansed and stuff. So I had gotten it for my spirit guides, do the remote view, do the remote view. And so I was putting it off. And then one time, cause I get a lot of stuff in the shower. I got, Hey, you need to remove you, stern from my spirit guides. So then I asked Isaac, I said, like, talk to your guides, see if, you know, they agree if that's a good thing for me to do. If Am I going to get hurt by anything if, you know, if I do that? And, uh, you know, your guide said, no, go ahead. And so I went into, it's I go into a slight meditation and then kind of work my way to, because obviously I've been to Mike and Megan's house frequently. So before I go into it, you know, I ask for my guide's protection, any kind of protection from the highest divine, you know, and I I always ask permission before I go into a place. It's not that I just walk in there, you know, so obviously it's Mike and Megan's house. And so I talked to Mike's spirit guide. I said, hey, you know, can you let me in? I want to see what's going on. And so I walked through their porch area. I went inside the house and I've done this before for them. But I, I walked in and I saw sludge. Just sludge. That's the best way to describe it. Okay, so I walk in and I see this black sludge above their couch. And it's always that their living room is lit up, but the other rooms are kind of dim. I hear stomping kind of. There is also sludge above their bedroom door. It's mud, muck. I, I don't know how to just... Tar. Like black liquid. Liquid tar. Sticky. Right? Yeah. And I know one of my friends, Jess, who I talk about on here frequently, you know, she's also on the team as a remote psychic, and she had said that that was actually really bad. She said there was actually a movie where that started... The possession started that way. The, the, the psychic was seeing sludge 
and then it eventually engulfed the house. So there was sludge on the near the bedroom, which they were having stuff happen. It sludge in their living room, and then sludge in their kitchen. And so I see this thing sitting in the room, which would have been the room that D was in. And all of a sudden, I see this thing turn turn from inside the room and come out. And this thing is huge, 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 huge. It has to duck to come out of the door frame. And it basically looked Groot is the best way, but not Groot. It was black. It had tree limbs mixed in with it. And the best way I could describe it is ancient wood. And one thing that I know Mike, who's been on a lot of exorcisms, has said in darker entity situations is as a psychic, you don't see it as a shadow. I mean, you can as a shadow figure. You see it for what it truly is. And so this thing ducks and it's huge and it's, it has a typical thing of a hands, feet, legs. And, you know, of course it's, it tries to intimidate me and, you know, I don't back down on any, anything that. And I was, you know, you could go the easy way, go the hard way. You know, we're going to cleanse this house. This is not your house. You don't belong here. You know, it's kind of the typical thing when you cleanse and everything like that. And then, yeah, and then I got, eventually got shot out of it. There were some words that, you know, we exchanged. (laughs) But I had red eyes. Red, the whole thing was red. And the voice was snake-like, but mixed in with, sounds weird, but if ancient wood could talk. That's what it sounded like. It was very deep, very... I don't know why I can imitate that so well. But that's exactly what it sounded like. It literally sounded like that. And then it had reference. I don't know why. I still have not found out why. But it had reference to Egypt for some reason. It kept referring me to Egypt. And I was like, okay, well, what are you? what is this? It kept showing me hieroglyphics and we... I don't know. But it had reference to Egypt. It kept showing me that. So... I remember we asked D about it, what he looked like, because that's the thing is demons can appear to you as different things. And what I might see is different from what might appear to him. He, I think he said it appeared to him as a woman. Well, that's the thing, though. When, when you explained to me what you saw, you were seeing on the astral plane, so you were seeing it for its true form. Yeah. And D was only seeing the illusion that was presented to him because he couldn't see what was mm-hmm. on the plane. I, I We figured that one out after remember conversating yeah. and stuff and the crazy thing is we were kind of bouncing around the idea that he could potentially have abilities and so that has a lot to do with how he perceived things and stuff that mm. and so. i remember after that you told me that well, what happened i was a mm-hmm. fuck. and i mean yeah. granted it didn't shake my confidence in knowing what i could do it's, but it's your abilities it did make me want to prepare because i've never taken on something considerably that old before yeah and i remember you were telling me that and the best thing to describe a demon or any kind of darker entity a darker entity i'm not talking about a shadow thing but a darker entity is they talk big game you know you've seen i'm now probably in schools wherever you've seen the end of the movie i know but no but <laughs> seriously they'll talk a whole bunch of trash to you yeah and some of them yeah yeah some of them have you know can back up their words but then there's some because literally it's a i don't know bullies 
mm-hmm. are always cowards and he's a swagger. Yeah, but and there's some bullies that are straight bullies, too. Yeah. So, and, I mean, we'll get to that point here. Yeah, sorry. I'm... But no, you told me um, that it'd be best if I made an offering to my spirit guides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got So that. I, and also to uh, the great spirit in the sky. And funny enough, and this is just recently, mm-hmm. I mean, in the last couple of months, I'm not going to explain why, but I've been more in touch with and wanting to know more about Norse paganism. Mm-hmm. And a sense of discussing with Odin, Thor, and all, everyone else in part of the, the yeah. pantheon of the Norse pagan gods. And so I took a wolf tooth emblem that mm-hmm. I had that looks eh, probably Norse pagan, right? But for some reason, my spirit guide told me, hey, you might want to take that. I was like, well, what's this specifically for? And the only message I got back was Odin. I'm like, okay. So yeah. <laughs> dug a small hole in the ground. Put all these uh, different stones and uh, little offerings, made a prayer, and one word actually came to my mind after I did the prayer for Odin, Mm -hmm. Drenger. And for anyone who knows anything about Norse paganism or anything about the Vikingers or the Danes and Danish people at that time, is the word Drenger means a courageous warrior Mm -hmm. or badass, Right, mm-hmm. it's a word that one Vikinger would use for the other as a great compliment. Oh, dude, you're a thringer. You're you're a badass. You're awesome. Mm-hmm. You're a courageous warrior. Mm-hmm. So I took that with confidence, and believe me, the night of our mm-hmm. sexism, I was the whole day. I was myself up, I trying think- to hype myself up for the and it could, to a point because I knew, I thought. Well, say this. I thought I would need every ounce of my energy to do this. Even my spirit guy told me you're gonna have to pull 100. percent Yeah. To be prepared for this, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, too, something to put out there for people listening that I think it's too far deep down a rabbit hole with Isaac's ability. Let me just tell you something from a psychic's perspective. You have to see him in action to fully grasp. Because me, other psychics, other people that are not psychic but have been in Isaac's presence when he pulls, there is an energy shift. There is an energy difference. He has his abilities because I feel some people, you know, listen to him and think, oh, well, he's bullshitting. He just wants abilities so bad. He's just saying all this stuff. And that is not the case. I'm telling you as a psychic and I could prove my I'm confident in my abilities. I'm 100 percent confident in my abilities. And to do what he does psychically, not psychically, but his abilities, the abilities that he has, and anybody that remotely deals with energy manipulation or deals with abilities with energy, you have to be, especially going up to something like this, you have to be 100% confident. You cannot let your guard down. So it might come off as him being cocky or him being self-centered. He's not. When he talks about his abilities, when he's excited, and two, he has to be that way. If he is somewhat those types of abilities the energy manipulation i hate to say it are not for the weak-minded and so you have to have a strong mind especially when you go up to something be like hey i'm gonna rip you off the plane and i'll tell you that too because i i'll get to it later but i have started having abilities with energy manipulation i can push things back but i know i could have not had these abilities back a long time ago because I didn't, wouldn't have had the confidence to be like, hey, you need a backup to darker entities and push them back. And 
So when you hear Isaac, don't think of it, think of it in another light. Not that he's being, oh, I'm a shadow walker. I can, I can pull you off the plane, big bad what? Oh, I didn't make up that word anyway. So. Yeah, and that was given to him. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of research that goes into our abilities and stuff. And it's hard, especially if you've never really experienced anything. But I can tell you, because I know a lot of people, for the most part, trust what I say. And so I'm telling you that... Isaac's ability is one where you would have to see in person. It sounds so far-fetched and so out of the box is how to describe it. So out of the box, but it is there and there are more. And I can tell you from being a psychic, there are more people out there. I don't think a lot of people know what to do with it because, I mean, if you're not in the paranormal world, what do you do when you find out you can have... Because I know for me, my stuff is crazy. I don't... Even me, I have a hard time now kind of understanding what I'm doing. All I know is my arms will start charging. It feels literally, I don't know, I've worked out for days and I, God knows, I have not worked out in a long time. So I know it's not that. So, and I start getting heat from my hands. So, you know, just putting that out there. This is a little disclaimer because I know some people listening are probably, what in the world? And there is some stories about his ability in legends and lores but it's kind of hidden away so until those people that know about his ability and i know they know about his ability you know come forward and say hey this is an actual thing nobody talks about it but it's you know it's pretty ancient and it's you know it's mostly native american lore yeah yeah but until you know obviously understandable why they don't tell their whole stuff out because no one, you know, they're afraid of what's going to get done with their culture and their stuff. So they don't talk about it very often. But there is a, I mean, there, there is lords and legends. For instance, Isaac is Chitao. He is, his lineage is Chitao. Yeah, Chitao. Yeah. He has Chitao, Chitao native. And he also is Aztec, you know, from his Mexican side. And they have, I've done enough, I've dug, dug, dug. There are some research on the internet about his ability now granted it's a lore a legend a folktale but it is talked about so until more stuff gets out and more people say hey this is my experience this is my story it's not gonna go anywhere there's no not gonna be very much proof so and there's some psychics that have abilities similar on top of their psychic abilities but it's not 100 percent how isaac's is it's not because Isaac, maybe down the line, he'll be able to see and hear. But I think that part is silenced because of what he can do. He can take it off the plane. And I'll tell you right now, me and Mike, who are very, well, I'm not seasoned yet. I'm kind of still learning. But Mike is very seasoned. And you can see the energy shift. You can feel the energy shift. You can see the difference. I wish there was a way to actually, like, catch it. <laughs> being done but there's even a psychic that she paints she's local she paints abilities and and psychic stuff and all of that stuff she gets visions and she was able to pick up on isaac his ability and paint it so i mean it's i'm just putting that out there just in case because people listening are probably well what the frig is this i don't know if i believe this i I appreciate everything my love but uh, I, I made a whole episode about the Shadow Walker, yeah. as much as I know. And it's you can find it on our episode list to listen to it. But 
Back to what we're doing. Yes, sorry. Yes. <laughs> sorry, I didn't know. I just got a thing. I need a someone out there needs to hear that part. I don't know who, but but okay. So and then I did the offering. I did that. So and then you never got around to doing it. <laughs> no, no, I did an offering. Oh, okay, I remember yeah, you told yeah, me or not. Yeah, I had to do it late at night at a random time when our kid was sleeping. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I did do an offering. Though. But literally, it, you, I remember you're messaging me and you're talking to Megan every now and then. You could. And mm-hmm. she was saying stuff. Dylan was getting violent. He says he doesn't want Isaac here. He he he, he was getting you pissed off. Dylan. D he was getting violent. He was getting yeah. violent and pissed off. And he, he doesn't want anybody here. And he he doesn't want Isaac. He doesn't want him around. There's other stuff like mm-hmm. and he would leave. He would get in a fight with with Mike and Megan, and he would disappear for a while, and then come mm-hmm. back, and then came back crying and says stuff like this. How he wants to get rid of it. And other times you say he's fine with it. It would just split personality forever. How long? And I remember I was getting tired of it, and I was like, "Megan, we have to do something. We have just to show yeah. up. We have to go." And you were like, "No, no, we have to." And 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 to say to the other remote psychic who basically she's part of the team, but she lives kind of far away, so a lot of her stuff is remote, and she's very very good at it. She her her stuff is very very good, and she was, "Hey, I think you're just gonna have to show up or something because that needs to go." And I said the fact that, you know, I said there was sludge in the house. She was getting worried because, you know, she saw, granted it was a movie, but it was based on some sort of fact. She remembers seeing about how it started out, it was just a little bit of sludge and then the whole house was by sludge and it led to a possession. So, two days before Mm -hmm. exorcism, which was on a Sunday, Mm -hmm. I think it was that Friday or Thursday, Mm -hmm. I head off, Mm -hmm. um, I called I have a voice. I called Megan. Then mm-hmm. I called Mike. Then never answered. Then I voice messaged Megan on Instagram, and, it's, and she answered. And I saw her face. When I tell you, she looked distraught. Bags heavy underneath her eyes. She yeah. looked tired. She looked unwell. Yeah, and they, I was were, like, they were taking a serious like health. Beating. Mike. I mean, Mike's been battling his cancer for a while now. But at the time that this thing was in his home, it was flaring up his illnesses even far more. She showed me him laying on the couch. He didn't want to talk. He didn't want to move. Yeah. And I was like, Megan, I, I, we're, we have to come over there. We have to come over there. And she said, well, he's not going to be back until Saturday, maybe, maybe Sunday, because mm-hmm. he's, he's going with his friend and he's got to go clear his head. Mm-hmm. And she said, while the time he was gone from the house, that they cleansed and they kind of buried up, put up the barrier, essentially, to prevent whatever was attached to him from trying to get back in, or at least making a leech. So it kind of got Mike and Megan back into, not 100%, but enough percent to... You know, help us fight. Yes. Basically, they took... Okay, so anybody that doesn't know, I use a lot of salt protections. And I'm pretty good at that part of it, protection. When I salt my house and I use herbs and stuff like that. And so, Megan had a huge heaping. And apparently, this thing did not the salt. Because every time she would go to salt, and it would have protection herbs and, and... I used a scent, essential oil of myrrh and frankincense and stuff like that in it. So it was very protective. And every time she would, basically she would sprinkle some on the ground and she would sweep it. And then eventually she would sweep it into the back to the earth. And uh, it didn't get every time. Why are you, why are you doing this all? Why, why, why? He would get really crazy. And so they did that. And yeah. And then Mike messaged me, he voice called me the night before. Mm-hmm telling me and i've always talked to me he goes he doesn't hear he was out well supposedly he wasn't there mm-hmm. he was out on the porch talking to me like was mm-hmm. and was in the home d was in the home mm-hmm. and 
he basically said that I'm tired of it. I can't. You have to come tomorrow. I can't stand this. He says he feels ill. He feels tired. He doesn't understand what's going on. It's literally taking everything he has to prevent this thing coming. And and Mike's ability when it comes to, amongst many things he can do, but his energy manipulation ability essentially is to project light out of himself to push back everything that dark be around him. And his mm-hmm. is kind of center base. It's not because he pushes out of his hands or his head or his feet or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of... Uh, projects out of him as his entire body mm-hmm. and i think too his his vibration is really high so that helps with that yeah and he was telling me it has to be due tomorrow i told him okay i'm going to be there t- uh tomorrow night me and megan we're taking care of this there's no more playing around i'm tired of the shit we're going to get it done mm-hmm. right so i come over we actually on our way there mm-hmm. we really call them literally before we leave and they're like, i remember megan saying she wasn't scared it's like well and she said, oh, no, a little bit, right? And I was like, don't don't need to be, right? Mm-hmm. I remember discussions we had before this with Mike and Megan is that everything we know about exorcisms, everything we know about pushing back dark entities, demons, all that, is was told to us by priests, demonologists, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we're going by a book that has never involved someone who has my abilities. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what's going to happen. And that's the thing, too. I thought to myself, I can do this. I just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And our plan of action that we discussed was that we need to beat this thing up to weaken it enough for mm-hmm. me to pull it. Mm-hmm. And that involved Mike doing prayer mm-hmm. that originally pissed this thing off in the first place. You, with your newly discovered energy manipulation ability of projecting energy light from your hands. When you talk about your arms charging and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> for another episode because that's a long thing but essentially you were well, putting up a barrier to prevent this thing from running because i wasn't worried mm-hmm. about this thing attacking me or attacking somebody or into another and that's body the thing people need to realize also listening for anybody that's doubting not doubting but kind of well well isaac's you know it's all about him no we all three right all three of us or four, no, because Megan helped too. Mm-hmm. All four of us used each of our abilities at the strongest point to go after this thing. And yes, could one of us go each like individually go after this thing? No. I don't I don't know. Maybe so. I don't know. But the fact that all four of us used it, used our abilities that we have that are extremely valuable. And, you know, we basically said, ha, ha, you know, in a fight. One versus a big, you know, a big dude, that doesn't do you anything. But four versus one obviously does something. So. All right. And it w- <laughs> Sorry, my <No>. disclaimers. <laughs> Disclaimer one. Disclaimer <laughs> two. I'm- but with that said, yeah, it, it basically this is what we planned to happen, right? And I saw it as almost a strategic battle war and what and we were coming at this thing on all sides essentially Mm -hmm. and what needed to happen is what we were told and what you told me what you figured out Mm -hmm. is that he had a tether a tie this demon had a tie to Mm -hmm. d it was attached to him that way we need to sever the tie before we pulled yeah would be the easiest way or i just rip it and tear it all at one time Mm -hmm. but that might take a piece of d at the same time so we weren't 100 we were trying to sever it without causing that kind of damage but so that was the original plan. Mm-hmm. Mike would perform the prayer to piss it off and maybe sever the tie. You would prevent a barrier. Prevent, yeah, that's, pre- mm-hmm. yeah, that was his main thing. Yeah. 
to and you created a barrier to prevent it from running, mm-hmm. and then I would take it. Yeah. And that's the thing. I wasn't worried. I was saying I wasn't worried about it about it attacking anybody or possessing somebody else. I was worried about it running and yeah. running somewhere else to affect somebody else. Mm-hmm. So we got to the house. I'm all hype myself up listening to Viking music and yeah, and, and yeah. other stuff but- to get myself into the mindset. You would mm-hmm. say. And I remember Mike said that to me when I walked up to his porch. He's like, dude, you're beaming. What's going on? I was focused, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to be with something like that. Because especially if it's ancient, who's to say that you have to have, when you have psychic ability, and anybody will say this, you have to have a strong mind. And a strong mind does not mean you can't feel anything. You know what I mean? You can't be, um, you yourself have your own, you have to have. I don't know how to describe it. You can have problems, obviously, in your life. You or have to trust and believe your abilities. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I think some people think certain psychics are cocky. But sometimes you have to be confident because if you walk into a fight and you're like, oh, I don't know if I could take, I don't know if I could take them. I don't know. I don't know. But then if you walk in any... I know majority of psychics I've even seen on TV, they always have that level of confidence. That's the one thing I could give them, whether they're fake or real, they have the confidence. And that is why I feel my third eye wasn't peeled all the way open from the very beginning because I didn't have the confidence. When I was younger, I had confidence. For whatever reason, I thought I was a badass bitch as a little kid, right? But somewhere along the line I started losing that and I think that's why my my third eye light started dimming in a sense but now I'm starting to get it back and I'm starting to be you know I don't care what people say I really don't I know I have abilities I know the other side exists I know all of that I'm a hundred percent I and I could prove to you my abilities and I could prove to you the other side exists if that's what you really want you know so I think Sometimes it gets put off as being cocky or whatever. And I think, too, sometimes, depending on the world that you live in, you have to be defensive about your abilities. There's something from that I live with on a daily basis with, and I feel very, whatchamacallit, connected to my abilities. So when someone comes at me and kind of challenges, of course I'm going to be defensive about it. So Tangent. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if I, apparently I have a lot to say. I don't know why it keeps spiriting out. But yes. So, and then the events of the exorcism comes from two different point of views. Mine yeah. and yours. Because I was outside. You were outside. I was inside. I was dealing with it head on. And I remember telling D when I, when we got there, right? He seemed... Well, look- first, first we, we kind of interviewed D. Asked him questions before we really started going yeah. in, into it. Because it had been a while since we had seen him, so we didn't know. And I know with me, I kept having to go out of the house because he was actually irritating me. It was, and I know why, it was very, he would say things that for me were buttons that were pushed. You know what I mean? He would say, he wasn't saying anything towards me, but for whatever reason, I just didn't like his, the way his aura was. And so I guess I was picking up on that, Mm. that thing, and I didn't like it. And so I had to keep stepping outside, but I knew outside was where I was supposed to be. So it basically kept, I kept getting shoved outside in a sense, go outside, go outside, where you need to be, go outside. And so me and Megan basically stayed outside 
by me and, and Mike were in there with him. Mm-hmm. So he was sitting on the couch with Mike next to him, and I was standing. I didn't feel like sitting, or I couldn't sit. I was too prepared for a fight, right? Mm-hmm. I was too on edge. Yeah. And I, I told you, I looked at him straight, like, when this starts, mm-hmm. right? I'm not talking to you. I'm not going to be talking to you for a good portion of time. I'm talking to it mm-hmm. and I, because I want it to come out. I want it mm-hmm. to show its face to me. I want it to not so you'd leave you, but leave you enough that I can, I can take it. Mm-hmm. So the events of what happened from my perspective, mm-hmm. and I want to get yours afterwards mm-hmm. and that, but events from my perspective essentially were me calling it out me provoking it talking to it yelling mm-hmm. not yelling at it talking very sternly and i remember i was using a voice that it was extremely intimidating mm-hmm. to it and his i was reading the reactions there after everything i said and then i was listening to the words that were said because i was trying to differentiate if it's him or it's or it's it talking right yeah and i basically i mean a lot of things i said and I mean, I, not say I can't repeat, but it's just I, I forget. But majority, oh of, yeah, you were in the in the mood, yeah. But I, I remember saying stuff: like, be the first, be the first one to take out the Shadow Walker, and I, and it's stuff like that I was trying to manipulate it, trying to yeah. make it to attack me because it's like can attack me, then I can get it. Believe me, the entire time I was talking to it, I was feeling and I was trying to feel the energy, and it was there. It was very light, mm-hmm. and it was there, and it was consistently light. But I wanted it strong. I wanted it to come out so I can get it. And when, as soon as it tried to attack me, right, then I know I can grab it. But it wasn't there. So I wanted to make sure when I pulled, I got an actually strong pull. And it didn't have a chance to run or back or do something else. So provoking it, talking to it, it kept saying that you don't know how ancient I am, right? You're the coward. You're the one that will bring the barrier down. Stuff like that. Yeah, because it was trying to say, I was in there every now and then, and... It was saying that basically because Mike put a barrier up, mm. you know, protection barrier, that it weakened it so it can't do anything because Dylan's D is in the house with the barrier. Basically, wherever D went, it was because there was that connection. Yes. And as the while, this is happening, me and him, me and this thing having a conversation, essentially, and... I was, and it said, oh, you're a character, you're going to be buried. I was like, but you're so ancient. You're so powerful. Why can't you just fight, fight me instead of without it? This shouldn't bother you. This shouldn't take you down. You're an immortal creature that exists in the energy that exists for th- thousands of years since man has stood on this earth. I, I remember saying stuff like that. And then I said, and obviously, you're a liar. Because if you said you're so powerful, you'll be able to hear others you scream right now. And if you talk to them, you'll know that if you're discussing me, Fear should be the first thing on your minds. I, I everything I could to provoke it. Yeah, yeah. And you want to that. Get, bring it out. Yeah, yeah. And while I was doing this, because it's going through the flip flop stage. Yeah. So it was intentionally it, at that point. It was, but it was D. whispering thing D. It was D, and it was whispering things in D, D's ear. Yeah. So while I was doing this, Mike was reciting the Native American prayer, and you can see the agitation on, on Dee's face, and and this, his legs started shaking. He started getting very uncomfortable, and like that. And I remember the reason I remember I peeked out the door. I told you start start pushing, like start yeah. pushing that energy because I felt like it's gonna snap and run. Yeah. So, do you want me to say my well b- before I get to the okay the pull part? Yeah, I remember telling you that. Mm-hmm. pushing the energy out right mm-hmm. and i remember mike looking at me at the end of his native prayer he said it's severed pull mm-hmm. when he said that the energy was low and i was like shit did it run already mm-hmm. 
And I asked, he's like, how do you feel? He's like, oh, I'm fine. He's like, did it run? He's like, I don't know. And I was reaching around and then right directly over my right shoulder, I feel it. And I was like, there you are. And then I instantly grabbed and I instantly pulled this energy and I had it. And I remember the entire time I, I had it, I was pulling the energy and it was shaking my arm. But, mm-hmm. and then I, 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 I trapped it, I imprisoned it and I was thinking to myself, this is too easy. Mm-hmm. I just pulled so cold an ancient demon and imprisoned it. And it was easier than half the things I have taken out. I think too. on all. No, but look, yeah. half the things I've taken out on other locations and other investigations we've done that were tougher and harder mm-hmm. than this. And I took this out so easy. I was concerned because I thought, did I actually get it? Yeah. Did I did I get it? Because it was this was way too easy. Yeah. This is this is this is I've taken out things harder than this all all the time. Yeah. And it, this is a demon and this is attachment to a kid and we've been with it for a long time. It can cause influences and stuff like that. And just just so everybody knows, he says kid, but he was over eighteen. So kid to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just so you don't think we're just this was on someone kid. It was, I'd say child if it was yeah, a killing okay. or twelve. Yeah. Or but so he's a kid. He's over 18. eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. But. And it had attached to him and stuff like that. And it, I saw what it did to Mike and Megan. If it has this much of power and I take it that, I was concerned. I was literally concerned that I didn't get it. But the fact that he started feeling normal and then we stuck around and we actually stuck around for a couple hours just chatting. Whole different person. Whole different person. Before I couldn't even stay in the room with him. I wanted to just be like, what the fuck's your problem, man? Right. I kept just getting really upset with how he was talking. Then, it was a very cocky teen yeah. kind of situation going on. After, Disrespectful, I think. I was was saying, also, but his background, anyways. So was he, it, I was sorry. I was going to say that after I pulled it, I was concerned. So I went outside and then I pulled the entire ground, area. Yeah. I pulled mm-hmm. from the ground. I pulled the entire area, which I tried to reach as far as I could mm-hmm. from water to road and everywhere in between. And I pulled every, all that energy. And I, I got something st- not stronger, but thicker mm-hmm. from the ground that I pulled. And then after yeah. I did that, we went back inside. We talked to D. Everyone was actually in better spirits. The whole mood changed. Oh, yeah. It was great. Yeah. It recharged our team. Okay. So from my perspective. Yeah. So how we... So so this was literally a vision that I I had seen before we did this. My guides told me kind of how I would do it. And this was before I... Not before I fully grasped what I could do. I still, I still am dealing with that and going through that. But I made a huge thing of salt, and we lined the front porch with the salt, and we had holy water. And for whatever reason, Megan felt like she needed it on her face, and her her hands. And so I did the same, but I walk. There's a there's a thing, and I've seen it on TikTok and other people that have talked about it about how some psychics wash them, wash their hands, wash, wash, wash their hands in the salt, the protective salt. They will wash their hands with it. And so I did that. I felt like I needed to do that for whatever reason. And basically, I had my hands on the door. And I started feeling the charge. And like I said, it's prickly sensation. It, the source of it is the, the it's, it's going from the center of my chest 
all the way through the center of my palms and it's expelling out and it's energy. If anybody wants to see kind of what I feel, maybe I'll post it. There was some, a couple pictures that I found that literally is how my hands feel. So anybody that has any, maybe someone out there that has the same feeling. Anyways, so basically, you know, they said a couple prayers in my head and I was protect us and whatever. I remember as they were pulling inside, we were outside. We heard some heavy footsteps. We heard a growl. And then Megan's center palm started burning very, very bad. I don't know if it was because, and she had to step away from the door and then it was just me with the door, but I don't know if it's because she, I think it's eventually going to be part of her abilities, but she hasn't a hundred percent harnessed it yet. And that's how I was at the very beginning. And I think um, pushing that amount of energy kind of burned her hand a little bit, messed with her hand. So yeah. So that was kind of our thing. And then, you know, like we came in and it was a good rest of the night and stuff like that. At first he had, a Mike called it the residue, which I think that was, he was still a little bit of the cocky teenager vibe. And then, then eventually dissipated and he was asking so many questions about spirituality, what he thought about the situation, about our abilities and all that stuff. So all in all, it was, a, I mean, at the end, it was a good outcome. And so far from this day, he's still doing really, really good. It was about a week ago now. Yeah. yeah. So he's doing really, really good. Megan and Mike haven't said anything. Oh, no, he's back to the same stuff or anything like that. So. So in yes. After Effects, here's what I think happened. Yeah. Amongst other things. So this is what we figured out afterwards. Um, is that the tie was severed, right? Mm-hmm. Say a leash was severed. Mm-hmm. And it ran, but it hit your wall. Mm-hmm. And when it did, it backed back towards me, which gave me the chance to get it. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason it. why it may have been a little bit easy is because normally in exorcisms, you have the priest going out. And you might have some people around. The The way I think about it, and I know I'm probably because we have some priest stuff all over us and exorcisms people. But the way I think of it is if your vibration is high... Right? Because I remember, I forgot his name, Carl, Carl Johnson, mm. right? He said that your spirituality, well, not spirituality, but your faith has to be high, right? And I feel, you know, they say only priests could do exorcisms. Only the priests could do it because their stuff is so high. And I beg to differ. I feel people, and in my opinion, a long time ago, was that priest were the ultimate exorcisms. But that's not the case. I don't think, I mean, because a priest can have a low vibration. I'm sorry, anybody that's listening, but a priest can have low vibration. I've, I've dealt with priests that even though they were priests, have very low vibrations and were into some dark stuff. So with that being said, I feel you, you have to have belief in yourself you have to have a high confidence level and you have to have your spirituality high i believe i'm not gonna say who i believe in but and it's not dark i don't believe in the darker stuff but yeah i have a creator and i believe in my creator and i believe in my spirit team i believe in the archangels i feel they're i believe wholeheartedly they're not gonna fail me and when you have that belief that you have that system, I feel like when you go into, and you have a pure heart too, I think that's another thing. When you're 
just a pure soul and you don't have any bad intentions and your intentions are good and you want to help this person and you know you're knowledgeable you I mean not everybody could just go out there and do exorcisms like I said you have your vibration has to be high and that's why kind of not the leader but the spear point yeah has to have the confidence essentially yeah. to do so and in hindsight mm-hmm. what we figured out <laughs> is that why it was so easy essentially this is a lower level lower level tier demon mm-hmm. who was well, has a master essentially mm-hmm. or someone in charge of it yeah and much as i learned about demonology there's different tiers and they have different ranks and stuff like that this is a lower tier one and i think what was what we found out later through talking to our spirit guides and stuff mm-hmm. that and enough conversations amongst ourselves is that this lower tier demon that was attached to D uh, was all talk. Mm-hmm. All talk, essentially. It, yeah. It, imagine that those bully kids that you talked to in the past that you come find out doesn't know anything about all the stuff that they were talking about. Can't, basically can't fight. They're just yeah. all talk. And yeah. I think this is what it was. It boasts itself as something bigger and badder than it actually was. It was technically nothing because I've taken things in the field and different places, locations we have that were harder than this. Mm-hmm. And this was easy. It was too easy. Yeah. To a point where I found out who my third spirit guide is. Because everyone has three. Mm-hmm. Well, Not we're... everyone. Some people have four. It yeah, depends. Well, it yeah. depends. It just depends on... It depends on who you are. Most people Your abilities yeah. and stuff like that. But my three come up with... And everybody has spirit guides. saying that. Because <laughs> I, I just said... People with abilities, but it's not everybody has spirit guides, yeah. guardian touch- angels, yeah. spirit guides, that kind of thing. One is a Chichi Mecca, mm-hmm. Aztec warrior, mm-hmm. obviously because of my bloodline. One is a cowboy Western. He's from that West that period of time. He looks at. I've seen him. Mm-hmm. And the other third made himself known that that evening. He looks and sounds Vikinger, and he was the one that was disappointed the most out yeah. of the three because he wanted to fight, and that is spot on for a vikinger and yeah. what we've learned about them that they're always ready for a fight mm-hmm. anyway yeah so he was and then we found out that the reason why this lower tier lower tier demon was essentially sacrificed to me and it someone was watching to see mm-hmm. somebody more powerful was sent to watch and see what would happen if me and our team came across one of their kind what would happen would i not be able to do anything or would I be able to take it out? And now it knows or they know mm-hmm. that, yeah, this shadow Walker and his team can take us out. Um, which I think in the end was the, the, the whole reason, the whole, I'll say the reason why this happened. It was, it was meant to happen in a sense that we were on the radar of dark entities out there and something wanted to see what would happen. Well, I think, Okay, here's here's a theory or thing. Okay, not saying so, we're special in this war no, 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 no. with evil, There's... but it felt it was used as a pawn to see what would happen against yeah. us. Okay, so this is a theory that I have with psychics. Okay, hmm. and light workers and everything. I follow tons of TikTok people, follow tons of uh, people outside of TikTok. I follow people on Facebook groups, everything because I want to know about my abilities. I love connecting with other people. If I could have a psychic thing, I would. Because I think there's a lot more to of us than... You have to break out of that box to fully embrace, I think. Um, well, seeing is believing. And 
yeah. experiencing something firsthand. Granted, I wouldn't take any willy-nilly person to something that we we did because who knows what the hell would happen. It had to take some confidence, everyone in that home, mm-hmm. to do what we did. Well, I think psychics and light workers, you have, I guess people say, a, a mission. And I think psychics a lot of the time, you know, they help other people with their grieving process and, and you know, move on. And I think to even spirits that are stuck behind... It might be they need to get a message out or they need help with atonement or they need something like that. And that's where psychics are. But I also think that some psychics were put to remove bullies or sometimes spirits are trapped by these so-called bullies, i.e. demons or darker things. I've seen it firsthand. So what I'm saying is... Some psychics choose to do more of the, you know, let me connect you with your loved one. Let me help you. Some psychics focus more on the future, past, present, and future. They want to help people um, heal their inner child and and go forward. And then I feel there's also people that are the healers and cleansers that go out there and that figure out, hey, if you're stuck behind, I want to help you go where you need to go. Do you need atonement? Do you need to get a message out? Why are you stuck here? Is something preventing you from going? Like, I don't agree necessarily in forcing something to cross over. I feel like it has to be a, a want. A want because I feel like when you get to the other side, I mean, if you force something to cross over, I just don't agree with that. But... A lot of these darker things, they're bullies and you have to, and there's a lot of teams that go and they cleanse and they help and they, you know. You just reminded me of something. Yeah. One of the things that the demon told me or he asked Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. in the midst of me provoking Mm -hmm. is what makes you think you can Mm -hmm. pull me from this plane, Mm -hmm. right? And the only answer, the simplest answer is because that's what I was made to do. This is why I have this ability. Yeah. to take out things right mm-hmm. and i think people listening to anybody that for the longest time i thought i was supposed to be doing this and i thought i was supposed to be doing that and i thought i was supposed to be doing this in life but i've always had these abilities they've always been prevalent in my life and ever since joining the previous paranormal team, this paranormal team, embracing my abilities, even starting the podcast and talking and interacting with you guys. I know now that this is something that this is this is for real what I'm supposed to be doing. I wasn't given the these gifts for for nothing, you know, so. and we didn't meet for nothing. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. And if, if you look at I mean, I there's no such thing as coincidences, but literally, I mean, my life over the last couple of years have been nothing but coincidences. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's too much of a perfect coincidence for things that yeah. happened the way it did. But this is a small test. Mm-hmm. The true test, right, is something mm-hmm. most we're going to come across. And yeah, guarantee we're going to have an episode on it, is... Our first full possession case of someone who is fully possessed. And if anybody listened to the beginning episodes, so apparently, 
apparently when I first started watching, when I would come across any kind of exorcism thing, I couldn't watch. I always go back to the reference of Ghost Adventures and Bobby Mackey's where they had the footage of this janitor guy, right? I couldn't yeah, watch it. I don't remember what like he was. That. He was a sound guy or something. Yeah. He worked there and he worked there a long time yeah. and I couldn't watch it. I would want to throw up. It was just too much energy. However, now I can watch them. No big deal. And when I do see exorcism stuff, it is kind of crazy how I see it because it's, I can see, I can separate their essence from what is attacking and I can literally see the two split because essentially the way Megan explained it to me, who she's on our team, who was possessed before it's you're battling constantly for your vessel. You, it's trying to shove you, your soul out of the vessel and yeah so no that just just shows how we're advancing with well i'm advancing with the abilities and since i could not watch i could not watch exorcism videos and you even mentioned it on the bonus episode back not this october but previous october it was one of the first bonus episodes we did with carl johnson and james anito Mm. and he mentioned that i could not and he said you know eventually it gets better you can handle stuff that he was the same way when he first dealt with all this and well it's it's, correct i i can what i do i want to see somebody that's possessed in front of me no i'd rather not but i have i feel like i have more control over myself and my feelings and the energy so and it's crazy because right before we did all this exorcism videos started i do i don't know what is up with TikTok's for you page? <laughs> but it is so scary accurate to things that I'll be thinking about or thinking, not even looking up on another Google page, but I'll be thinking about herbalism or I'll be thinking about, oh, I need a, I need a, what's a good crystal for product productivity or something like that. And then all of a sudden, Blue Jasper is good for product positive productivity and i was what and then like i said before all this all these exorcisms stuff started popping up and it gave me confidence because i could at least look at it now i could see it's crazy well know. that's the thing is that after this right i'll say we have zero doubt anymore but we're probably almost and more confidence in what we do because if I can come across, you can come across, and our team can come across something powerful enough to make everyone in the home feel ill, depressed, can't sleep, mm-hmm. right? Or just just being there, not even possessing something, but just being there. Mm-hmm. And I took it out, right? Mm-hmm. Any other thing that we deal with out in the field, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even much of a challenge, much of a fight, you would say. I can't, can't imagine in the future... And when we come across things that are higher tiered and more powerful, what it's going to essentially feel, but how are they going to stand against me and our team? Right? So after this, I mean, essentially is a confidence booster, but we're going to have more stories to tell. I can guarantee you that when it comes to stuff this. Yeah. Because after that night, it's not over. It's just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. And I just realized we've always been an hour on just a haunted update. So we're going to have to do a part two for this. So part one being the haunted update and then the part two being 
the energy part of it. Yeah. I still look forward to that one, which we'll probably try to hear release here soon. So, but yeah, we wanted to get this out to you guys because, you know, we've been talking about it for <laughs> ever almost, or at least doing this kind of case. And then we, we teased it last episode about us doing it. And then now we're getting it out to you because now we got no distractions in our way preventing us from continuing on. But shit, you know, hope you guys <laughs> enjoy this because this is the first of many. Mark it on your calendars. The first yes. of many. Um, so I'm, I real quick before we end the episode, I want to know from you guys. Okay. So I know I've talked about it a couple of times about adding it as a bonus episode, but I want to know from you guys, I, cause I want to start talking cause we get a lot of questions about abilities and stuff like that. I want to either start another podcast or use it as bonus material on maybe a Patreon thing. Yeah, maybe people pay for it. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> I feel bad doing that. What, a dollar? I don't know. I don't know. Right. But if you guys want to hear that, I feel like I'm going to start at the new year. But I definitely, there's a lot of stuff and a lot of questions that you guys give us, especially me. So, yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to the next episode, which is part two of this. Mostly about energies and psychic abilities. Anyway, as always, we'll catch your weirdos in the next one. Yes. Come